Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, November 9th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Most water systems meet federal standards, but that may not be enough to protect your health. Even though we are meeting these legal standards, a lot more can be done and we can do better to provide safer, uh, better drinking water for all communities. In just a few minutes, we will have details on an online tool that tracks contaminants in tap water. Congresswoman Cori Bush is one of six Democrats to vote against an infrastructure plan headed to President Joe Biden's desk. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on the St. Louis County Democrats' split with her party. Bush had said for weeks she wouldn't vote for the infrastructure legislation delivering more money for things like roads, bridges and rail without passage of a broader spending plan known as Build Back Better. That bill includes expanding federal funding for preschool, child care and environmental endeavors. Bush says her no vote was a matter of consistency and that voting no will get a better version of the Build Back Better plan out of the House. For those that say, well, it was what the president, the president needed a win. My my job as the U.S. representative is to make sure St. Louis has the win, is that all the people of this district win. The Build Back Better plan could get a House vote next week. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. More details are emerging about a St. Louis man linked to several murders in St. Louis and Kansas City. An FBI task force arrested 25-year-old Perez Reed late last week as he was getting off a train. Investigators say Reed was carrying a caliber of gun that matches shell casings in six unsolved shootings in St. Louis City and County. Four of the victims have died. The criminal complaint also accuses Reed of traveling to Kansas City, where two more people were shot and killed. He faces federal firearms and murder charges. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is nearing the end of his trip to Scotland for the United Nations Conference on Global Climate Change. Pritzker joined three other Democratic governors yesterday in urging states to commit to reducing emissions in their energy sectors. He says the business community must come to the table to reimagine a greener economy. Climate change is a crisis that requires action now. But it's also an opportunity, a chance to develop technologies and to create jobs and diversify our economies and to lift up traditionally overburdened communities. Illinois lawmakers have passed a massive climate and energy law that aims to transition the state to 100 percent renewable energy by 2050. Pritzker has also signed a measure to prevent residents from using a decades-old law to escape COVID vaccine mandates. Hannah Meisel reports. Beginning a few months ago, attorneys who have spent the pandemic filing lawsuits challenging state COVID restrictions found a new legal strategy in an old Illinois law. The state's Health Care Right of Conscience Act, passed in the late 1970s, was aimed at shielding doctors at Catholic hospitals from having to perform abortions. But some Illinois judges have recently sided with those using the law to claim religious exemptions to Governor Pritzker's vaccine mandates. Democratic lawmakers last month made an attempt to clarify that the statute was never intended to be used in the context of a pandemic. But the measure faced a deluge of opposition whipped up on social media, scaring nearly two dozen Democrats off the bill and preventing it from going into effect immediately. I'm Hannah Meisel. Former St. Louis Cardinals manager Mike Schilt is a finalist 
for National League Manager of the Year. The Cardinals fired Schilt shortly after the season ended over what the team describes as philosophical differences. Schilt guided the Cards to a franchise record 17-game winning streak and a spot in the National League wildcard game. The finalists for Manager of the Year were announced yesterday. The winner will be revealed next week. Depending on where you live, you could be ingesting contaminants linked to cancer, brain damage, and other serious health effects through your drinking water. Scientists at the Washington-based nonprofit Environmental Working Group have developed the Tap Water Database. It's a searchable tool based on zip codes and shows tap water contaminants. Reporter Dana Cronin spoke with Environmental Working Group senior scientist Tasha Stoiber about the standards used to determine safe versus unsafe drinking water. So largely, most utilities and most systems in the U.S. do meet federal standards. But really, another major push behind the tap water database is to really to take a look at what those, those legal standards mean. We point to EWG health guidelines for contaminants, and often those are much lower than the legal standards. So many of the legal standards that were set for drinking water contaminants, they were set um, decades ago in the 70s or 80s. They may have been set based on outdated science or based on compromises and, and treatment costs. And for a number of tap water contaminants, there may not even be a maximum contaminant level that exists. A lot of unregulated contaminants are present in our drinking water, but there's actually no federal limit um, that utilities have to comply with. So, you know, when I pull up Champaign County, I see arsenic at 250 times your health guideline, chloroform at 89 times your health guideline. Um, that sounds really scary. <laughs> How can these things impact the health of Champaign residents? Right. So we can break that down a little bit. Um, and remember, it, it is easy to, to look at all this data to become a little bit overwhelmed or, or even desensitized as well. And so the health guideline that we point to, um, this is going to be a, a, a guideline that's been defined based on either the latest peer-reviewed science or um, another state agency health-based drinking water standard. That's what we're pointing towards, you know, what would be the ideal drinking water standard that would be most protective of public health. And often um, contaminants are present at levels that, that are above that. Um, arsenic, for example, that's a really potent carcinogen. So that's why we're concerned about that contaminant and that our level is so much lower than the MCL. Um, and it's important to, to remember too, when thinking about these drinking water contaminants, um, a lot of these risks are assessed over exposure during a lifetime. So what's your recommendation to Champaign County residents who may be now worried after hearing all this about drinking their tap water? Right. Well, really the purpose behind the tap water database is to be an educational tool. The first step really is for people to find out about their drinking water and to ed educate themselves. We do recommend generally that people filter their drinking water. It's one of the easiest ways to reduce environmental exposures to a lot of these contaminants that can harm your health. 
However, realizing too that paying for a home drinking water filter, that's an expense on the individual that shouldn't fall on them. This should be, depending on the, the, the contaminants, um, this should be really the polluters that pay. So we do encourage people to arm themselves with this, this data and arm themselves with the power of information and use that to start conversations with their local elected officials and to ask what is being done to improve the drinking water quality in my community, um, what resources are needed. And really, all of this data as a whole should be looked at as justification for the need to really inject a lot of federal money into improving drinking water infrastructure overall. That was Environmental Working Group Senior Scientist Tasha Stoiber talking with Dana Cronin about the Tap Water Database, which is available at ewg.org tapwater. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Before wrapping up, another note today about the Cardinals. Longtime player Matt Carpenter has said goodbye after parts of 11 seasons with the team. In a video posted on the Players' Tribune website, Carpenter says he cherished being a Cardinal, but, quote, the end is here. But mostly, I'll remember the feeling I had every time I put on the Cardinal jersey. Gratitude. I love you, St. Louis. Carpenter was part of the Cardinals' 2011 World Series championship team. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.